mighty Father. In Jesus' precious name, we are prayed. Amen. Please be seated. You're welcome to church. I trust your day had gone well. Pray God we continue to reward our labor in the name of Jesus. Today we will start another series uh, in our study of the Word of God. And um, the first scripture that we're going to read will be an offshoot from where we stopped last week. Uh, we're going to read a few verses there, three verses actually, uh, to start this uh, series that we're starting today. Praise God. The title of the series is The Kingdom of God. The Kingdom of God. Um, we're going to run through uh, six subtopics under this title. But first, let's read Matthew chapter 6. We're going to read verses 9 to 10 and verse 33. Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 to 10 and verse 33. In the same manner, therefore, pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Quickly, let's look at the components of a kingdom. Components of a kingdom. Number one, if you have a kingdom, there must be a king. If you have a kingdom, there must be a king. And the next thing is, there must be dominion. If there is a king, there must be a dominion. And if there is dominion, it therefore means that there is territory or colony. So there must be boundaries around which that king is uh, ruling. Um, the next one is culture. Culture. And then constitution. Constitution and subject or citizens. If you have king, that means he has people that is ruling over. And so all of these six are what make up a kingdom. So kingdom then can be defined as a state or domain ruled by a king or a queen or a realm in which a king has jurisdiction. Praise God. I'd like you to pay attention as you move on uh, because part of the things that we are going to be talking about as we run through this series is to understand what is required of you and I as citizens of this kingdom. Praise God. Uh, you know that in advanced clients where government pay attention to their citizens, it matters to them. Uh, for instance, if someone is a citizen of America, whether naturalized or is born there normally, comes to Nigeria, the first point of call will be at the embassy to report that is in Nigeria, and it will tell them how long he will stay. Within the period that he will be in Nigeria, the government of America will monitor all of his activities. Praise God. And so, 
they were sure nothing happens to him. Last year, we all read in the news that uh, some people kidnapped some Americans and, uh, in Zamfara State. And America came to Nigeria, rescued them. Even our government didn't know until they have taken them back to America. Then it became a news that the Navy Sea came and rescued their citizens from the claws of the kidnappers. Whereas Nigerians were part of those that they kidnapped, our own were still there, but they rescued them. What that says to us is that a country that values its people goes to any length to pay attention to the welfare of their citizens. That's the way God operates for those who are his. Praise God. And when we're talking about Matthew chapter 5, chapters 5 and, and 6, is to lay a foundation on what will make God to get off his throne because of you and I. What will make God because he's the king of the kingdom we're talking about and we are the citizens. And so when things happen in our lives, it concerns God. You know, sometimes because of ignorance of the scriptures, and when we are running through challenges of life, we cry like we don't have hope. Praise God. We cry like we don't have hope. Some years ago, um, I was working with uh, an NGO, and uh, we received some uh, people from UK and America, and were to, to do some excursion around Nigeria. So we were going to Abeokuta, and we were discussing about countries that Western world have helped. And then the one that is from Britain said, you know, at that time, Togo had issues, internal issues. They were fighting and there was civil war. And the man said, have you heard any Western country come to intervene in Togo? And we thought, no, nobody came. He said, because they don't have what is required by the Western world. They only have cassava. And that was why as long as the internal war lasted in Togo, there was no intervention from anywhere. Whereas, when there was a problem in Cote d'Ivoire, France came immediately. Why? Because of coffee. They knew if they don't step in quickly, there won't be coffee to drink. And so they stepped in, and then they pushed one out and brought another one in, and they stabilized the place in a few months because they have interest. So if God, who has created us, and we are his own, and we run our lives as he expects of us, God, we have interest in our lives. He says, because you are precious to me, because I have loved you, he said, I will give men for your life. So for a citizen to enjoy such attention, you must be precious in the sight of the king. And so the question you and I must be asking ourselves is that in what we are doing, can we be of that value to the one that is reigning in this kingdom? Some time ago in, in, in America, uh, some people went for grocery shopping and they got to a shop where they regularly buy and after they had picked the things they wanted, uh, the wife commented, oh, John is no longer here. And the owner of the shop said, no, but he didn't leave vacancy. What does that mean? We didn't miss him. 
He has left our business, but we didn't feel it. Praise God. Do you know that in this work of the kingdom, there are some citizens that nothing untowards will happen to them. God himself will come to the rescue. For example, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It wasn't the first time the king was going to roast people in the fire. But God wanted to prove that as some of his citizens that fire cannot burn, there were exceptions. The same thing happened to Daniel. Praise God. And you know, Gamaliel was telling them when they were harassing and persecuting the disciples. He said, you remember some people ran around and they wanted to show skills. But they were run aground in the wilderness. Nobody heard of them. He said, let's prove whether these ones also are important to their king and the kingdom. And didn't God show? He did. Praise God. So, a kingdom is a state or a domain ruled by a king or a queen. And is a realm where you are going to have the king, his jurisdiction, and citizens. Now, king and dominion or king and domain are what make a kingdom. The king we are talking about in this series is Jesus Christ, who also is referred to as the lights. In Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 to 3, we heard as the Bible says that the earth was without form and void, and darkness prevailed over the surface of the water. And the Lord said, Let there be light, and there was light. And we saw also in the book of John, chapter 1, verses 1 to 5, where the Bible talks about is the light. And in verse 5, it says, That light has continued to shine, and darkness has not been able to understand it because of the peculiarity of the light. So Jesus is the light and is the king of this kingdom. Jesus is the king of kings. When we say Jesus is the king of kings, it therefore means that you are a king. I am a king. Praise God. So if you are a king, you must operate a domain. Just like you have in the battle, for instance, uh, you know the ascension to the throne of Olubado used to be the, the sanest in the past before they disrupted it. You will start from your family. That's where you will start from. from and, and I talked about uh, uh, the family I came from and my going is here. They have a large family also. They usually big, big. And then in that building where you have about um, maybe four or five sitting rooms and several rooms, there is always one man there is a barley. Several other married men are there, but there is one person that they all differ to. And so over time, as it grows old, or grow older and things happen, then you move to become Magaji. And from Magaji, you become Bale. And from there, you move until you become, if uh, you are fortunate, at the age of 100 or 90, you become Olubado. When life does not matter anymore. That's why you usually see the Ulubana are always very old. The one that is next in line now is Ladoja and is about 85 years old. The man that is sitting doesn't want to die in the next 20 years. And so you see the issue. But really, will you see the one next die before the one that is on the throne? I don't know how they have been doing it. The Otun will not die. Even if the one that is sitting is 105 at the time, 
He will just get there and spend one year and then still die. I don't know how they do it too, but it's always been like that. So Jesus is the king of kings and when we talk of him as king of kings, it means that every believer has a domain. And you must ask yourself in your life as a believer, what are you controlling? Praise God. Because you can't be a king without a domain. You must have territories. There must be things that respond to your authority. You know, Jesus said, I have given you power. You don't give people who don't have domain power. Even in offices, heads of departments are given authority to a certain extent because they have team members and they have functions. They have things that they are doing that affect the operations of the company. So you will see that we have people we call middle management, and then we have the management, and then we have executive management. So there are layers of authority. And all of those people who have those authority are given responsibility. For instance, when Tyler Donoruko was alive uh, and they were running GT, uh, he said, at one function that I was privileged to know about, that when they started recruiting young people, they decided at the top management that they were going to give them opportunity to give out loans without any reference to the headquarters. And they started. And they lost money. Because the young guys who are branch managers and regional managers were just passed at volumes. They were not bothered about the risk. So they were giving out loans without collateral and they lost a lot of money. And so they had a meeting, they assessed and said we have lost money, but they said if you look at the commitment of these young people and their intelligence, which one is more, the money we lost or the value we'll get from them? And they said we will sustain what we have done, but we will train them more and put more control around how they give out loan. See, today, branches of GTD can give loan without going to MCC in the headquarters because those people have trusted them that these guys can so a branch manager more or less is a king is powerful so he can determine what kind of loan to a certain extent and so that's why you see people who run to them we treat them like eggs because it determines whether your business will move or not so we're saying that in this kingdom our lord Jesus Christ is the king. He came to the power from the ruler of this world. He, he got it. You know, the Bible says that Jesus Christ went to the deepest of the deep to collect the key of life from the devil. So he dethroned the devil so that he can rule over everything. In the book of Daniel, the Bible says God is the one that rules in the affairs of men. The challenge is those of us who are Christians and children of God are being ruled over by other men who are servants of the devil and including situations of life. Praise God. You see a Christian who may be going through trial for a moment, doesn't have money, and then he loses his sense. He becomes an Esau who can exchange his birthright in salvation with a portion of porridge. Praise God. And so, if you are going to be a king controlling, you must have discipline that kings 
are required to have. In places where they run, they still run uh, monarchical governments, you see people who are born into those royal families are trained specially from childhood on how to speak. On how, and we're going to get to all of these things that as a Christian, a citizen of this kingdom, you must learn how to speak, how to behave. All of these are what make up a kingdom. Jesus chose us as his own to become the new light to rule over every darkness of the world. Then we have dominion. We'll talk about the king, Jesus Christ is king. Then dominion. This can simply be put as power or rights or governing or controlling. That's what dominion means. Power to govern or to control. It's also right to reign or power to rule. God, to rule. God has given every believer that power to rule. First, over yourself. Because the challenge we have is we don't have control over us. And so, uh, Paul said, sin will not have dominion over me. So, my reign, my governing must start from me. So, when it starts from me, I can then extend. You remember that king that fought in public with his wife in Akure? I think it's late now. What did they do for him? Mimiko dethroned him and they banished him to one remote village. That's where he died. Because kings don't fight in public. Praise God. Kings don't. In Benin, the king doesn't speak. He sits down. And then somebody's assumed to know his thoughts. And the person says all of the things that the king would have said. So they just sit there. That's their own culture. So we will be talking about the culture of this all, our kingdom also. But as we are moving and talking about the components of the kingdom, we're talking about dominion. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 28, Genesis chapter 1 verse 28, the Bible says, Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. I'd like you to listen to this verse. When they want to appoint king, there are certain things they take them through. So you don't suddenly become king. So you go through some learnings, instructions, and all kinds of things that will make you to qualify to be one. So when God was going to give that reign or the delegated authority to us, he gave instruction, be fruitful. What does it mean? A king cannot be barren. Are you here? If you are a citizen of this kingdom and you are one of the kings, the Bible says, Ye are gods and the children of the Most High. So, as a king, you cannot be barren. Because God said, Be fruitful. Then He said, And multiply. And replenish the earth and subdue it. 
So we can't be intimidated by the heads. In Revelation chapter 12, the Bible said there was a connivance between the devil and the serpents. The intention was to swallow the woman who was carrying a man child in her womb. And the Bible says, and the heads helped the woman and swallowed the flood. What do you think happened? God in Genesis chapter 1 verse 28 says, subdue. The health is expected to help us. So, if you go to the village, you are afraid to even step on things. And you are supposed to be a king. Praise God. You are supposed to be a king. I told us before when Idaosa went to Fiditi and one man was proving all he did was to put anointing oil at the entrance of the man's house and he called out to him if you know you are powerful as they claim cross this bloodline the man couldn't do it when I was growing up there was outbreak of Mizu or Mizus and uh, one evening we saw my, my father brought uh, ashes and then one away a cocoa. They put it at the lintel. And they carry the bottle of ashes round the house. They pour it around. So I asked why. He said, so that Sokmona will not cross. <laughs> how, how many of you have experienced that when you were growing up? God bless you. They, they put the ashes round. He said, when the, the Sokmona, do you know, sir, after? Had misus. I. I still have the scar on my thigh. Okay. Sokono is a deity in Yoruba land. So, after they pour the thing around our house, we did wear cocoa. I. I still had misus. I still have the scar on my. So, Sokono cross. Huh? Praise God. Those are the seeds that we have been exposed to as we are growing up. There are some of you that have made decisions on your head, the middle of your head. And some of you have on your chest and on your back. And for those of you who refuse to walk on time, you have incision on your ankles. I recall them in the Badon, the Fulanese, those women, they buy black ring from them for children who refuse to walk on time and they will saddle them. They really do well because they have tamed their progress in life by the ring they put there. The children will walk, but they won't walk to anything good. Praise God. Now, somebody said of all the creation of God, only human beings repeat mistakes. Even goats don't repeat. If a goat comes here and he bites this cable and he sucks it, every time he sees blue thing, goat will move away from it. But a human being, that's why you see women whose mother have issues, the daughters repeat the same problem. They grew to know it. But they see fall to the same error. You see some women 
will marry first husband, there are issues. They will leave. They will marry second husband, there are still issues. They will go to the third one and go to the fourth one. So you see that philosophy that says that only human being of all the creation of God repeats errors. And those are things that we must be conscious about as believers that we allow God to direct us so that we can be the reigning king that he intended us to be. So he said to them, subdue, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and we are still afraid of we You know, all. If he patches on your fence, Tonight, as we live here, you are going home, as you are approaching your gates, you see the round face of the hole, and it's looking at you like that, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. Praise God. I live around here, Port Spence, so you know because the place is bushy, we have oil every time come to patch on the fence. It didn't mean anything to me. I've actually worked in a place, I lock up the office previous day, and I got there the next day. As I opened the door, it was a bird that flew to meet me. And I was the only one that uses the office. I ran after the bird now, and I killed it. And nothing happened. Some people have gone to look for some prophet with long bear, and carry some bottle of anointing to go and pour all over the place. And I sat there like nothing happened. Because... He says, have dominion, subdue, and he specified over the fish. So, as we're running through this, we will be attending to our fears. The things that have got us afraid. The Bible says that some have been locked up by fear. They keep getting afraid. So, we will... See how God wants us to run. So, it's over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves, including babalawos. Praise God. If you enter a bus and you have misunderstanding with the supposed, because in the parts of the world, when a woman becomes like 75, 80, including men, naturally they become witches. We just assume that for them to be bent and with wrinkles, they must be carrying some evil spirit. Whereas, they will be innocent. If you have that misunderstanding in a boss, and as you come down, and the man swore or he put his hand in his pocket you become afraid it may not bring anything but you grew up to know that there are rings that people put on their hands and when they beat people with it you know I told a story I don't know whether I've told you here um, Barrister Femi Okunu told the story I attended Resident uh, association meeting at Deku. I went to represent my company uh, because there were issues around drainage when Fasola was in power. So 
they all came and Femi Okunu was there and he told us the story that I don't know what led to it but he said there was a time he was managing a building for someone and the, the tenants were misbehaving so they wanted them to leave and they were not going to leave they written to them they, they threatened they were going to sue them they, they just stay in the house so he said he was going to London and uh, one of his lawyers worked with him said sir if you won't mind Something just came to me about those tenants. If you allow me, I will do it. He said, Lord, he said, you have been the one carrying letters there. They refuse to move. He said, well, anything you can do. So the guy went to buy pap and calabash with red oil. Pour it in a big bottle and put it at the gate. So the postman to come out in the morning as he was pushing the gate, he saw the car, he ran back inside. The next day, everybody left. What is Bebowa? Whereas it was ordinary pap, ordinary red oil. Do you know also that you have been chickened by things that were normal, ordinary? Many times. Somebody, sometime where I lived, he was going to plant plantain by the other portion of his land remaining. And because you know that the place is, um, is where people pass. So as the plantains were growing, he tied red clothes with cowries. Nobody stole them. Everybody was just passing. And I saw when he was putting the thing by himself. Praise God. That tells me that there is a part of us that responds to things that are not normal. And we don't respond to the things of God. Jesus said, I have given you power. How many of us are exercising it? I was going to church one day for Bible study. And by that African shrine, that traffic was heavy. And one taxi man apparently was frustrated. Maybe he has not seen passengers this morning. So in his bid to, I said to him, Baba, don't let your vehicle hit me. Oh. He said, what if I, if I say you will not get home? I laughed. I drove to church. I did the Bible study. I got home. I went out again. I got home. I went back again. I went home. I can't remember the face of the man. Do you know some Christians would have started speaking in tongues? Because the man is an old man with red eyes frustrated because of the economy of the Nigeria and then he said what of if I said not me have dominion you know somebody sent me something on whatsapp and he made meaning he said abroad they bear funny names stone cottage Mr. Water but in this part of the world, dominion is afraid of the flight of cockroaches in the night. Dominion, brother dominion. I'm not a science student, but I know that in the night, when cockroaches are flying, it's like human beings are moving. And brother dominion will turn by the side. When he had, ha, they followed me again. 
Whereas, if they bring light at that moment, you see you're afraid of cockroaches. Praise God. We have diluted the efficacy of the things that we have by our upbringing. Praise God. They taught us to be afraid. When I was growing up, when rain is falling, they would tell us, don't stretch your hands there. So one day I asked an uncle, why? He said, thunder will strike. As I grow older, I realized that they didn't want us to catch cold because we were younger. And when we put our hands in the rain, we can have pneumonia. That's why they told us. Some of you are still carrying that wrong thing up to now. That's why when you drink water, you see point on the ground. Because in the village where you grew, they say you cannot drink anything without first pouring to the gods. And you are now a Christian. And you are still pouring water. Let the Lord help us. Jesus said in Luke chapter 10 verse 19, Behold, I give you the authority to trample what does it mean to trample? To roughly walk on serpents and scorpions. As we are seated here, if a tiny stick crawls from the back, the first person that sees it will climb all the chairs on top of everybody's head. Before you know what is running from, she will now say, it's snake, it's snake, it's snake. This place may be empty. Whereas God said, <laughs> Praise God. You know, I was a time when I was doing Bible study on the name of Jesus. And I mentioned that that name has become ineffectual in the lives of believers because we have abused it. When a woman forgets that she's cooking because she's watching Z World, and then her nose tells her that what she's cooking is burning, what will she say? Jesus. Jesus. When she's carrying plates in her hand and it falls, what will she say? If they tell her a story that is surprising, do you know when you need him, he won't answer? Jesus will think maybe plates fell from your hand again. He will tell the angels. The angel will say, Jesus is called, he said, no, you know that when she burned the soup, she called Jesus. When somebody came and told her one story, that's why it does not matter. Do you know traditionalists? They don't call Shogo anyhow. And Sogo is nothing. Was a human being. And died their death. Praise God. I was worried yesterday when I went through his solo. And I got to a street. In the middle of a street, that's a shrine. It's as wide from this edge to this middle of a street. Buildings here and buildings there. And they wrote on it the shrine of Ishu, Lalu. And there are. You respect him, bro. You need deliverance. 
I saw black pots all around. So the lady that was helping me to navigate, oh, she said, in this is solo. The major thing they do is masquerade. Brethren, that's where evangelism should go. As we move shortly away from the shrine, in the middle of the road, I don't know how many of you know the place, we took shortcuts to come out to the road that leads to general. I had never been, I had never seen it before. It was the first time. I was shocked. And then I saw Banner. The lady was telling me, masquerade of each family have dates when they come out. As we left that shrine, we saw a beautiful banner advertising a particular masquerade and they put dates there. Praise God. We've got work to do. Are we here? You know sometimes when we say the rapture will happen now because the gospel has been preached everywhere. I trust you. I mean, trust me, it's not been everywhere. I saw old men sit around the shrine. We passed the place 5.50 p.m. yesterday. Praise God. And what came to my heart is, in that area, there are Christians who are tongue-talking, who may have been living there for God knows how long. We must take authority from the devil. Praise God. When we're in university, we're going to go for a mission program in Benin Republic. So we're doing prayers. And then the third day, some sisters who are in pharmacy said, um, their lecturer has fixed a test for the day that we are taking off. I was supposed to leave Ife by 6 a.m. So we prayed that God, you know that we are going for what matters to you. Take care of that lecturer. Do you know in the course of the night, Sabendi is busted. He didn't come back to school until after the semester. We went for our one week, we came back, he didn't come back. Was bedridden after they finished surgery. They couldn't resume a whole semester. And then I realized that if we really operate dominion, we can take care of things that are oppressing us. Praise God. When I got married, I didn't pray to be fruitful. I didn't. I didn't pray God make me fruitful. Because I knew it was part of the package of salvation. Genesis chapter 1 verse 28 says, be fruitful and multiply. And understood God is not a liar. When he says it, he holds to his word. So I didn't pray. But the prayer I pray is God, what he told after five. <laughs> Praise God. I didn't pray. The basic things that God wants us to know. There are phases of our lives that we are supposed to be in charge of it. Not God. And we must make demand. Praise God. Elijah said, if I be man of God, as you have claimed, let fire come and consume you and your 50. Did it happen? The second came, man of God, come down. If I be man of God, as you have said. The third one from afar said, you are a man of God, 
fire has killed 102 people. I am one to be spare me for my children's sake and my wife. Don't let fire. And the Lord said, go down and follow him. That's oppression of dominion. I've given you power to tread. Revelation chapter 1 verse 6 says, And has made us kings and priests to his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. And he has made us kings and priests to his God and Father. Revelation chapter 1 verse 6. Now let's look at territory. Territory or domain or realms. We are power extends to one the king of England Charlie he used to be queen you know that if we tell ourselves to go and do will in Nigeria you will say do you want me to die but you know in Britain if you die interstate the queen then now the king takes over everything you have ever worked for in your life by rights. If anybody dies in Britain, interstate, the property of that person, what that means is if somebody dies without will, the queen takes over the property of the man. Everything has, if you're a billionaire, all of the billion is going to the king. The queen then, now to the king, free of charge. So that's why people do their will. Even if it's a cat, they want to give it to they prefer than for the queen or the king to come and take over. Because that monarchical arrangement enables the royalty to take over whatever it is that belongs to the subject when there are no direction or now it should be done. And a lot of us just lead our lives anyhow. We don't do things that we're supposed to do. If a lawyer tells you to do will, you're not going to die. We just do it. Praise God. Let's do it. It doesn't take anything. So, territory. In, 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 in those so, so places, for instance, in England, the king is in charge of Ireland, Scotland, and Wales. And he controls all of the things that happens there. Our own king reigns everywhere. Heaven and the earth. No exclusion in his own case. He rules everywhere. Let someone read Psalm 89 verse 11. Psalm 89 verse 11. So that it won't appear like I don't want you to read Bible today. The heavens are dying. The earth also is dying. As for the world, and the fullness thereof. You are founded there. God is everywhere. That's what we call him omniscience. He knows all things. Omnipresence. He is everywhere. He's not restricted by geography. Praise God. He's not restricted by what? By geography. 
Nigeria was a colony under British government before independence and were governed from beyond Nigeria. So the queen determines what happens there at the time. So you have territory and you have colony. So the territory is your domain. Colony is extension of your reign. And so as a Christian, we are expected to rule around. We rule over the things around us. So we operate territories and we operate colonies. And the devil is expected to be afraid of us because we work with a God who had founded the heads and the heaven and the fullness thereof. Praise God. So Jesus has chosen us to be kings in his place, to bring the light to the world of darkness. Like someone to read John chapter 1 verse 12, John chapter 1 verse 12. John chapter 1 verse 12 quickly as many as received him to them he gave power to become the sons of God even to them that believe on his name the question is are you a believer Shambach had a meeting sometime and a woman after the meeting came to meet with him and said my husband is a drunk he beats me I'm a Christian I have trusted I have, I have trusted God to help me to take care of this man can you put it off please So, Shambak asked her, asked her to go and get a white handkerchief. He held in his hand and gave it back to her and told her that when you get home, the pillow that that man lays his hand upon, just spread it on that pillow and remove it. The man came home drunk did all the things that he used to do. He slept. The next day, he woke up. Typical of him, before he goes to work, he will first go and drink. He entered the first pub. They served him the glass of beer and he saw poison there. He dropped it. He went to another one. He went to five so that they couldn't drink. When he got home, his wife that he wasn't talking with before, he said, do you know, everybody in this town, they are very terrible people. I don't know what I've done to them. He said, what happened? I went to this, I went to this pub, I went to this pub. They put poison in the, in the bear. That was the last time he ever drank. Praise God. The chemistry of his body changed by that contact. Praise God. My husband is terrible. You can control him not by your tongue, but by spiritual accessories. So women, I've given you one. 
But don't go and put an catchy for this uh, pillow if he has not done anything so that you not dowry man in rule. <laughs> Praise God. So it's important for us to know, we read earlier Revelation chapter 1 verse 6 that says, God has made us kings and priests to his God and Father. And to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. So we are in charge of dominions. We are in charge. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5 verse 14, you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the world. So wherever you are, you will take charge. You know, sometimes if you have issue where you walk, when you get there early morning, that's if you are, you are not a late comer. When you get to that office, as you enter the gates and you speak in tongues and you say to God, the Bible says, wherever the sole of my feet are tread, I'm in charge there. The devil will leave you alone. Praise God. But we don't remember all of those things. We don't even know who we are. Like that Jesus said to us when he entered ship and he bought the economy ticket and he carried dry bread and some water. So he said he was, every time there is lunch, once they have announced there is lunch, he will just sit, he will adjust himself and be speaking whether in tongues and he will take some of his uh, bread and eat. And then one of the crew came around and said, I saw you yesterday, you didn't go to eat. Day before, you didn't go. He said, yes, because I bought third uh, class ticket. The man laughed. He said, the ticket covers everything. Only the quantity of your food will be different from other people. And he has starved himself. That's the way many of us believers are running our lives. You are born again, truly, but you are deprived. Because you don't know the importance. You know, Idaosa, in that book written about his biography, Fire in His Bone, he said, he went to Bible study one day, and then he heard his pastor preached and said, God has given every believer power to raise the dead. So after the Bible study, he went to the pastor and said, that Bible verse you quoted, is it true? The man opened it again. He said, have you raised it? He said, no, 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 I've not raised But it is true in the Bible. It also said that night, he was moving from house to house, knocking the door. Is anybody dead here? People were cursing him. Is something wrong with you? 3 a.m., he got to a house. He knocked. A 12-year-old girl just died. They were all crying. And he said, remember, Jesus Christ raised a 12-year-old girl. So he told all of them to keep, stop crying, stop crying, stop crying. And he sent them out. They were all laughing. I said, what is this young man? Does he have something is happening to him? Then he said, remember, Jesus locked them out, including the parents. And he was alone with the girl. And so he entered the room and prayed. And the girl came back to life. And he said, remember that what Jesus did was to call the parents to give her food. He opened the door and called the parents that come and give your daughter food. They were surprised and they saw him alive. That was the day he said, I raised the dead by accident, but God does it by design. Praise God. He said, if I knew the day God would raise the dead through me, I would call world conference, press conference. I tell them to bring their cameras. He said, but it happens by accident, but God does it by design. Because that's his world. Praise God. 
as his word. Every kingdom has a culture, and that's why we we'll stop today. Every kingdom has what? A culture. That is a how they behave. I said the other time, some Nigerians are grown a culture of spitting, even when nothing is smelling. But when they travel abroad, they spit dries in their mouth. Because they know that it costs pounds when you spit anyhow. So whatever now happens to you, you have control over the spitting. Praise God. Those of you, when you are inside Danfo, and you finish drinking your Coca-Cola and Gala, and you threw it, you are a lawbreaker. When you get out of this country, you don't do such things because you know their culture does not allow it. So in every kingdom, there is a how they behave there. A king is known. And you know, the culture of a kingdom is their glory. Praise God. The culture of a kingdom is their glory. That's why you see when you get into a new employment, they take you through induction. And part of the things they take you through, our culture, dress code, telephone etiquette. I worked in a place, if intercom rings more than two times, even though the person at that desk is not there and you refuse to take it, you'll be queried formally. I worked in a place that when somebody calls you on phone, you don't record them. If you are caught, you'll be dismissed. You say, I want evidence. I worked in a place when you call someone, a client or a counterparty, and you want to put them on speaker, you must announce it first. Hello, Wale, you're on speaker. But you see, that's what we do carelessly. Because we wanted somebody to be a witness to what you are saying. You put that person on speaker and expose them unduly. In good places, that's a crime. Praise God. That's a what? So if you have been doing it, please stop it. It's a sign of misbehavior. So you tell the person you're on speaker. So the person will be guided on what he says. Because sometimes you wanted to score a cheap point. You have told that person what that other person has said. He said, let me call him now. You will see, you will confirm. Hello, hi, how are you? I was traffic today. Because the guy didn't know that you have set him up. And it's not fair. So the kingdom, a kingdom has culture. Let's read Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 14. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 14. Quickly. We're talking about culture or the glory of a kingdom. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 14. For the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. As the water covers the sea. The earth shall be filled with the glory of God as the water covers the earth. So the culture is the glory of the kingdom. Now glory can simply be put as imprints 
or impact, something in form of honor bestowed on someone. So culture can be taken or likened as glory. To know a kingdom or colony under the Queen of England, the English culture of the way they dress is what makes you to know what they do. You know, uh, yesterday, Sunak became prime minister. How many of you noticed that he wore three ties under the space of one hour? Three ties. Color signifies things. An American president doesn't just wear color of tie. Occasion demands where they wear color to. Praise God. If you work in some corporate, I think things are getting better when you are bullies. The day your senior manager wears red tie, oh my tough, Lord, don't you? Oh my tough. Praise God. The dressing, the speaking are part of culture. You know, in the scripture, when there was war between the children of Israel and some country, what did they use? They say, say, shibboleth. Those people say, shibboleth. They just kill. They said, this one is not part of us. And that was what they were doing in Ife and Modakeke. You see, everything that is happening here, they have offshoots from the scriptures. So if you want to know a Modakeke person, just tell him or hear or how to say shh. He will say shh. And if a person can say shh, but a Modakeke person, just like an Ibadan person, who's sincere. Praise God. Don't laugh at us, please. Don't laugh at us. So, in their way of dressing, the manner of dressing, the language, the buildings, the law, literature, and all of those things are the things that make up a culture of a nation. So, what is culture of heaven on earth? What is the culture of heaven on earth? In dressing, 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 to 16, talks about love not the world, nor the things that are in the world. And to our sisters, suddenly, a couple of years, women started slotting their noses. They put a ring there. And they go through pain to do it. Do you know in the Arabian world what it means? A maiden that has that ring in her nose is an indication that she's married. That's what it shows. People put chain on their ankle without knowing the reason. Love not the world, nor the things that are in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Praise God. Your dressing tells people of which kingdom you belong. Praise God. Have you noticed that when police harass young men, most of the ones that they have arrested, they have, 
the accessories. They have the accessories. A young man put his father under pressure on during some time in the parish I pastored. Because he had tattoo. And it's the tattoo of his mother that he put on his hand. And he went to buy bread at 11 p.m. around where he lived. They carried him from Egbeda to Bagada. He spent days there. The father didn't find it funny. Because once police see accessories, they will take you in. Dressing is part of culture. In Scotland, men wear skirts. It's their culture. Praise God. The way you dress is the way you be addressed. Is your dressing like that of the world or of the kingdom that you represent? Praise God. That's where I start from. The culture of the kingdom in dressing. Colossians chapter 4 verse 6. The next thing you identify with culture, the speech. Colossians chapter 4 verse 6. Someone to read quickly. Colossians chapter 4 verse 6. The language. Let your speech be always. Let your speech be always. Be with grace. Seasoned with salt. That you may know. That you may know how you ought to answer every man. Let your speech be with grace, seasoned with salt. That's the way they speak in the kingdom. In Philippians chapter 1, verse 27, Paul said, Whether I'm with you or I'm not, only let your conversation be as beget the gospel of Christ. We don't have a special speech in church. I would do something outside of church. But that's the kind of things that we do. Praise God. We speak like those who are babblers. Those people who are sitting by bottles of wine. That's how we speak. And we must be identified with the words that we speak. In our house, how we speak with our children, our spouses, and outside of that. Jokingly, a pastor left church. And then somebody drove, drove rough against him. And then he spread his hand at him and he said, Weary. And the person said, Good afternoon, Pastor. That man actually just left his church. And he froze. God exposed the pastor. In church, he tells them, God bless you, but he calls them weary outside. The same people that come to his church. Praise God. What manner of speech? comes from your mouth. What do you treasure? What do you treasure? In Matthew chapter 6 verse 19, Jesus said, lay up your treasure in heaven. What are the things that preoccupies your mind? What are the things that if you happen? Many of us, is our telephone because it's expensive. And so when people just go around it, they can, uh, your children have torn many pages of the Bible and you say, they are kids. My children, if they, when they were growing up, you can't tear Bible. How can you tear Bible? The slap I will give you. When you see Bible, you will move away from it. 
How can you be tearing Bible when you are not a child of the devil? But they can't play with your phone. They can play with the Bible. They can tear the pages. Many of you carelessly have turned some notes part of your Bible to write telephone number for people when you don't have what to write. You just tore one part. Because it does not matter to you. Praise God. Affection. Colossians chapter 3 verses 1 and 2 said, let your affection be on things that are above. Be mindful of the things above only. Because the things of this world, they change with time. Automobile, change with time. Electronics, change with time. What they sell to us are emotions. They change with time. What preoccupies your affection? Many of us unconsciously, when we buy new dress, she will be looking, huh? And then when God enables you to buy some new wristwatches, is every time you'll be raising hand, even when they are not saying praise God. That we can see the new wristwatches. Praise God. You know, there are some things that are natural with us. And you know, a pastor's wife said, is her husband God used to carrying shoulder like this? If he cannot stay two minutes, he will just carry shoulder. It becomes mannerism. Praise God. When I was in Form 3, I used to be a classmate that used to blink, blink. So I wanted to make fun of him. So when we go to his desk, we'll be blinking. When I got home, I realized that I was not blinking, blinking. And then my mother said, is anything wrong with you? It was because of what I was doing in school. Praise God. I was trying to imitate. And the woman became a problem for me. Praise God. Let your affection be on the things that are above, the things of God. Desire for the gift of the Spirit, manifestation of those gifts. Many believers are not worried that they are empty. There's no trace of the kingdom in your life. No manifestation of the gift of God in your life. You are not bothered. David said in Psalm 42, he said, As the heart pants after the water brook, so pants my soul after you and after the things of God. When I was growing up as a believer, we used to, when we see somebody tearing the scripture, we'll be feeling bad with ourselves and say, When am I also going to be able to do this? We're not envious of their shoes because shoes will wear. We're not envious of the type of shirts that we're wearing. Because those things will go. We're not envious of the cars that they were driving. We're envious of the substance that they carried. Praise God. A wise man said, Ambrobas came to his house in Dolphin Estate and they carted away everything except his books. And in six months, he got everything back because he sat back on the books. Thieves don't know the value of those books. That's why many of you don't know the value of the Bible you are carrying. You are afraid. As I close, my wife's cousin had a baby, first child, and uh, we went to visit them, and I saw in the crib 
she opened the Bible on top of the head of the baby. So I said, ah, why did you put there? He said, it's the book of Psalm that is there. I said, what if you found now blow the page? You, you know that kind of thing now? I'm blowing it to where Judas say, go and hang yourself. <laughs> Praise God. It is what is here that the devil is afraid of. Not what is in the paper. Let's rise to our feet tonight. So next week, we'll continue with the culture of heaven. But we are stopping today on setting our affection on the things above. I'd like you to pray tonight because you are a child of the kingdom. Sinat sang a song that said, I'm a heir of the kingdom. How do you see yourself? Do you see yourself as a minion or a child of God? Do you see yourself as a lion? To intimidate your intimidators. Do you see yourself as having edge over those issues of your life? Because a child of the kingdom, I mean, I've related with some people who are from some rich family. You see their personage, the way they carry themselves. There is aura of confidence, bravery. They are not intimidated. When they are driving their father's car and the police stops them because they know somebody's just going to go. I used to work with a young man. His father was in the uh, Nigerian military. That was when I knew that the immediate family of a military man also have ID card. So we used to send, but he just finished his secondary school. So we sent him to go and carry some sensitive documents uh, to one of the directors to sign. And it was the era when police were stopping young people and they would search whatever they carry. So we we'll give him big brown envelopes and put letters there, sometimes uh, of bank transactions. But once they stop him and he brings the ID card, they just tell him to go. It's his father that is a military man. But the honor also is extended to him. Do you know that if a woman marries a general, they accord her the same level of respect that they give to the husband that is the one that is in uniform? Why is it different with us in the kingdom? The devil is afraid of God, but he slaps us anytime he wants to. Afflicts us with all kinds of sickness that he wants to. At his will. Whereas the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. So if it's the temple of the Holy Ghost, what is sickness doing there? What is illness doing there? We're going to tell God, I want to assert my citizenship of this kingdom. Praise God. Want to say to God tonight, I want to assert, I want, I want to, the devil to know that in Genesis, the book of the beginning, chapter 1 verse 28, you have given me a mandate. Be fruitful and multiply, subdue, have dominion, not only over the fish and the birds, he said over every living thing that walks upon the face of the earth. That's the prayer I want you to pray tonight. I want you to just pray that prayer to God. Lord, I want to assert myself 
as a citizen of this kingdom, if you have citizenship of America, for instance, you can do anything. I want you to tell God, Lord, I want to assert my citizenship. I am a child of this kingdom. Everything that is written in your word that are benefits of the children of this kingdom. Yoruba says that you cannot see a prince and not see the mark of reality. Lord of my life, let the mark of reality be seen in the name of Jesus. On my life, in every circumstance of my life, God, the honor, the respect that are accorded to the princes and princesses because I am a child of this kingdom. God, I am your child. I belong to you. I'm an heir of the kingdom. So I am talking to the devil tonight. Lord, everything that have subdued me, I'm taking authority from them. The Bible tells me to be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. God, we are taking back what belongs to us. We are your children. We are children of this kingdom. And so we are turning the table against the devil. You said, I will not bring any of this sickness and disease which I brought upon the Egyptian upon you because I am the Lord that heals you. Lord, we are standing upon the infallibility of this word of God. Your word says, none shall be barren. I stand on this altar today and decree that every woman that is a citizen of this kingdom stop being barren from today. Because part of the package is fruitfulness. Say, be fruitful and multiply. So we stand on the world. God, we stand on the world. We are children of the kingdom. The Bible says that God has made us kings and priests of his God. Jesus has made us kings and priests of his God and his, of his Father. So tonight, Lord, because we are citizens of the kingdom of God, the Bible says that the kingdom of God is with men. So here on earth, we take authority in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Almighty Father. In Jesus' precious name, we are prayed. I ask of you tonight that whatever the enemy are taking away from us because of our ignorance will recover today. Like the story of a lion that was domesticated and was intimidated every time he goes out with the dogs until another animal brought to his attention that you are supposed to be the king of the jungle even though you are domesticated and he was encouraged to roar and that was the end of intimidation. I pray tonight every man, every woman who have been subdued by circumstances of life 
I stand on the authority of the world. Reclaim your rights in the name of Jesus. Everyone that has been assaulted, everyone that has been embarrassed, everyone that has been grounded, I stand upon the authority of the world. I decree today, regain your rights in the name of Jesus. Amen. We will live as the citizen of the kingdom. Amen. We will leave that delegated authority Jesus has given unto us. He said, I have given you power to tread. Lord, activate that in our lives. Amen. Activate it in our lives. Amen. Activate it in our homes. Amen. Activating every of our endeavors in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Almighty Father. Jesus' precious name, we are prayed. Praise the Lord. One of the things we do wrong in Christendom is that we don't remember to pray for our pastor except when he has just preached like this can we stretch our hands tonight because I know after this time you may not remember to pray for him can we stretch our hands the woman with the issue of blood touched Jesus cloth and Jesus was moved he said virtue has left me I don't need to impress you how much of the virtue that has left our Father and the Lord. We want the Holy Spirit to reload because we need more of Him. 